Hello, and welcome to Optimize Your Health Podcast. This is Kylie and Anna, two personal trainers and a dietitian with a decade's worth of experience in the wellness industry. We want to provide you with a realistic approach to fitness and nutrition. All right, y'all. Today we're going to do a quick Q&A. I know our first mm-hmm. Q&A like went way longer than we anticipated, so, so we hope you enjoyed that episode. But we're just going to dig into mm-hmm. another Q&A, so I'm just going to read questions that I've gotten um, for my question boxes on Instagram. So if you ever have a question you want to ask us, obviously Anna is social media list, but you Mm -hmm. can follow me at Kylie, the dietitian. And I try to put up a question box every week if I remember. Mm -hmm. And we just pull questions from that. We write them all down and then Mm -hmm. we just pull questions from those question boxes or questions like that clients are asking us specifically to do in these Q and A's. So here's a quick one. We're going to fire right into it. But the question was, Seated versus standing for upper body. Um, we can both go over our thoughts oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and go from there. That's what my thinking was. But seated versus standing. So that means like doing an overhead press. Are you sitting on a bench? Are you sitting on the ground? Or are you standing? Mm-hmm. And we'll just use that as an easy exercise because I yep. feel like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. And I really love seated upper body. And why is because it really focuses on you using the upper body muscles that you're supposed to be without pushing through the legs to make it easier mm-hmm. on yourself. Right. Oh yeah. So like, it's funny clients will be like, Oh, when I'm standing, I can press twenties over my head, but when I'm seated, it's twelves. And I'm like, well, think about that positioning here, you know, like we're on video now, so we can do little demos while we're Absolutely. in here. But like this positioning here, when you are seated out with your legs straight out, or if you're sitting crisscross applesauce, like your bum is your base of support not your legs. So there's Mm -hmm. no way that you can push or thrust forward without feeling it in your back. So Mm -hmm. for clients that are struggling with like the mind muscle connection, or we're really looking to isolate those specific arm muscles without almost being like kind of a full body movement. Mm -hmm. I love seated Mm -hmm. or like this one wasn't in there, but I love half kneeling or kneeling because Mm -hmm. it's, Kind of similar to the seated position, but you can talk about that. Does oh. you love? Oh, kneeling, love, kneeling. love. <laughs> and it's mainly like you get that weight distribution, and you're able to work on one side. And like it, the the importance of single arm specifically because we have a dominant hand. Oh, essential, essential. And I like it because you're able to engage your core a lot. True that. When you're exhaling, you are bracing and lifting from the pelvic floor and engaging those muscles. And it is good to kind of isolate the upper body in specific movements, but half kneeling just feels so comfortable. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's because I'm tall. Maybe. Or like, but it's comfortable for me and I'm short. It's really, it's, it feels really good. And there's no wrong whether you're comfortable standing or sitting, Mm -hmm. but this is just our preferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, we do do stuff with clients standing, right? Yeah, like it's but... convenient when you're already standing. But if we have time, we do love to come into that kneeling. Mm-hmm. And we do, like we do all of it, you know, depending on what clients are complaining of and things like that. Like we yeah. like to personalize things for our clients. So mm-hmm. that's one way that you could personalize or challenge yourself in the gym. Okay. Um, next question is weights or cardio first? Mm-hmm. That's Thoughts? a pretty interesting one. So I think it's goal yeah. specific is what I'll True say. Um, but in general, like... What I recommend to clients personally is that whether you're wanting to gain muscle or lose fat, warming up properly is key. So what even like walking or a quick jog around the track or on the treadmill to warm your body up Mm -hmm. is important. 
if you aren't going to go through a mobility warm up or stretching, you have to like get that warm up yeah. first. Um, but like for muscle growth, that's usually where I recommend people to lift weights mm. first. Yeah. And then do cardio. Cause it kind of similar to another podcast where I talked about compound movements. I was literally thinking the same yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to over fatigue your body. Right. And so lifting weights primarily. And then, and I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't recommend people to do like strenuous cardio. Right. If you're trying to gain muscle, cause it does like, that's it does make it harder. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. That's a research-based episode that yeah. we'll go through. But that's my opinion to where it's like, depending on your goal. And even if like losing fat, you want to gain more muscle because the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn at rest. So even primarily doing weight first and then cardio. But if you insist on cardio first, doing it as a warm-up is probably mm -hmm. going to be more beneficial. Yeah. And like, just like Anna said, like not doing anything strenuous. Like you don't need to like run six miles and then go do a full body routine. Mm -hmm. So I always like to ask, like, what are your goals? Yeah. And then sometimes depending on like the amount of questions asked, I like to challenge people to do both. Mm -hmm. I want you to do the exact same workout and I want you to do your designated cardio first and then do the workout. And then I want you to flip it and I want you to yep. do a warm up, the workout and then the cardio and see what happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're probably going to notice in that second bout of cardio, if you're doing it second, that you're more fatigued. So don't you yep. think that you would also be fatigued? muscle wise from there like mm -hmm. can you push heavier weights can you push closer to failure can you push that fourth set like etc etc mm -hmm. do you not feel exhausted after that workout right so kind of asking yourself those questions and challenging yourself you're, mm -hmm. if you're like my routine has always been to go upstairs run six miles and then come down and do something I challenge you to flip it and see what happens there mm -hmm. and see if you can see more progress um from that perspective so I feel like all these questions today we can make like an episode of oh, themselves, absolutely. but like that's our short answer yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. um, oh, the next one's a good one. Yeah. So this is one that my client had mentioned to me. I'm really curious what your opinion is. Yep. And it was like, when is it time to get a skin removal surgery? Yes. So like backstory, mm -hmm. this client and a lot of our clients are going through a transformation, right? Like mm -hmm. weight loss is one of their main goals and that's fine. Mm -hmm. So at what point do you remove that skin? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause like, Right? Like you've lost all this weight. You're feeling better about yourself. You're pushing it in the gym. You're getting more confident. Clothes are fitting differently, right? Like yeah. you're using those other measures of progress, which is like episode two, three, something like that mm -hmm. in our podcast. Mm -hmm. And now this is hindering your, your confidence and like your ability to regress further. So I think for me personally, and like from what about I've researched, cause I've also gotten that question before is if you're looking on like that surgery would be done by a plastic surgeon and they usually want you to have that weight off and consistently off without yo-yoing. I think it was like greater than 10 to 15 pounds because like that makes a big difference Yeah, for six months to a year. So if you're like, I've lost all this weight in two months, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But the question is, can you keep that weight off? Yeah. Can you do it consistently for six months to a year? Because that gives us mm -hmm. and the plastic surgeon, you know, the benefit of the doubt of, like, are you going to be able to maintain this? And is this kind of like where your new weight range mm -hmm. is deal, mm -hmm. right? Because like, while it's exciting and like can really help progress like your confidence from that perspective, yeah. like six months seems like a long time. And, you know, depending on the day, it does seem mm -hmm. like a long time, but it's really not, it's really not that. So, um, 
giving yourself at least six months and then kind of like researching a plastic surgeon that you mesh well with and like mm-hmm. you're confident and comfortable with yeah. um, from that standpoint is where I would go. Absolutely. And like my response to this person was like very individualized, but like very general. Yeah. I will say like my client who was 430 pounds when he received a skin removal surgery, it was very different from my client who is 160 who lost 20 pounds, right? Yeah. And two, you think about it in the aspect of like gaining muscle. It's yeah. like you might be 160 and then lose some weight, you're 140. You're able to gain muscle and maybe that skin, although it's stretched, it mm-hmm. can change, right? right? Yes, and that, that's yes, also, yeah. I think, where losing weight is a great goal, but doing it progressively and slowly, mm-hmm. it can support that skin to not... I don't want to say freak out, but like, yeah, know you know, what I mean. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not going to be too loose compared to what it would be. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having a skin removal surgery. If that's mm-hmm. what you want to do to feel more confident, like holler, good for you, babe. Like yeah. do that. But just know that, like Kylie said, you want to have sustainable weight loss for a long period of time to actually consider it. Yeah. And it's expensive. <laughs> that also. <laughs> so that's kind of our perspective on that. Yeah. Um, And then the next question is, how do I know my current personal trainer's program is right for me? So we just did an episode on program design tips, and we kind of want to point you back to that and Mm -hmm. like really just like to sum it up, like, did they listen to your goals? Did they do an intake assessment? Did you fill out a paperwork that talks about your goals? Mm -hmm. Is your program helping you reach your goals? And if it's not, then you need to question it. Mm -hmm. That's all we got to say about that one. Awesome. Um, (laughs) Love the next one. (laughs) Favorite exercises for us and clients. Oh, oh maybe this is two separate ones. Oh. I guess. Well, we can just give you ours. We'll just give you ours. Yeah, we'll give you ours. And you can try them if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so for me personally, for lower body, and I introduced this to Kylie as well because it just felt so good. Like, <laughs> so good. So I do a split squat. I do a ladder. So when I say that, I mean I start with a very heavy weight and I do six reps. My second set, I decrease the weight. I do eight reps. Again, I decrease the weight. I do 10 reps. I decrease the weight. I do 12. And then I did body weight because I was, this was the last time I did it. I didn't do it the first time. Because you were toast. We're getting crazy. And then after that, I went into a landmine deadlift. So it's lengthening all the muscles that I just strengthened. And that's just where that injury prevention side comes into play. Because you want to do that in order to not like be dead or uncomfortable the next day. So also that. spicy as hell. We loved it. <laughs> um, and then also made Kylie do this one. <laughs> I did. Sorry to our clients because you've also done this one. So good. <laughs> so good. So a lap pull down into a slow eccentric pull up. So like you hop to the top, and I think we did chin ups as well. I've had people do like either we've one. done both because it was so hard. It was really hard. <laughs> And then I know with like chin ups, I can probably do like four or five, but with pull ups, it's like three. And that's okay. You yeah. know, like that's a difficult that's, exercise. It's hard. So you hop to the top and then you slowly release three to five seconds. Oh, yeah. And it it's fire. Again, yes. strengthening and then lengthening. And I've just really been loving like how that feels lately with building muscle. And like it hurts the next day. Yeah, it hurts the next day. And it's yeah, just like sore. I can tell that I did work. Yeah, I'm doing both of those today. So just like. I'm not working out with you today. Then. <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> like pass pass she was thinking about it i was now, thinking about it and now i'm like hell no you can go to the gym by yourself um so my favorite exercises another super set that we've been doing yeah i've been loving the leg press and we've been really like kind of going high rep like yeah. anywhere from 10 to 12 reps mm-hmm. so not super heavy like a moderate weight and then doing um like a b stand single leg deadlift so your like the b stance uh, or kick stand you know there's like 18 different variations that's like the so issue with the fitness yes right so the heel of your foot is kind of matched up with the toe of your one foot so that you're <laughs> it's like you're doing single leg but it's not as hard to balance right mm-hmm. um so that leg press and then going heavy with that single leg or b stance rdl and i've also been adding that rotation into that rdl too and it is oh, I haven't done that, but I'm about to. It that's lights so up the posterior bad. chain. Um, so that's like a nice anterior posterior superset. And then upper body, I've been loving like either we've been doing the mid plate row, like a plate loaded mm-hmm. machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mid plate row, or you could do like a seated cable row, depending on what your gym has. Yeah. And um, a rear delt fly, single arm, mm-hmm. where you're like posted up, supported, and you're doing the single arm fly there. Although I did have my clients the other day do the chest supported version on the bench and that was spicy too. Oh, smart. Yeah. But those are my two things. So like really isolates the lower body and the upper body, but like Mm -hmm. try those supersets. All of those exercises should be on the YouTube channel. Um, Yeah. I think so. I don't know if the pull up is, but you get the gist. You get the idea. I think it is. Is it? Or no, we have the max hold pull up yeah. on there, but you get the idea. You get the idea. Maybe we'll film that and put it on there later. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, and then last question for today is that we don't keep you too long is the biggest focus for me with my clients in their diets. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a loaded question. But um, it is. And it's one thing where like for me and just being a personal trainer, like I do not have that level of expertise in that realm so that is where i refer people to kylie Mm -hmm. and it's like if you need meal planning or specific details and like calorie intake that's not any personal trainer they are not supposed to give you those recommendations so keep that in mind if you are working with a coach or a trainer if they tell you that they don't one they're not accredited or allowed (laughs) to do so another Um, thumbs up (laughs) and so it's one of those things where hiring the right expert aka kylie comes into play yes so i would say the biggest thing that i focus on with diet is like they get like a really long like six page intake form that talks about their goals so like i did a post on this on instagram i think it was like a carousel post but it's like how to build a plate to support your goals right so like that's what we focus on next is how do we build a plate to support their goals like maybe they've been eating a wide variety of foods and getting adequate protein but like there's just some little tweaks that we can do from like a macronutrient distribution purpose to like excel them towards Mm -hmm. that right like Mm -hmm. I've been working on this with one client and like you know we look at biofeedback so like we look at like sleep recovery digestion yeah 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 and like everything now was like kind of neutral and now everything is like four to five because we've made super small tweaks in that Mm -hmm. and that just goes like I love to focus on diets with nutrition by addition like what can I add to my diet to make this better do I need more protein do I need to add more vegetables how can I do that and like some of my clients track and some of them do not. It's totally, you know, usually it's like type A or type B personalities. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. But a lot of oh, my, yeah. my one-to-one men love to track because they like to see the numbers and they like to see that type of stuff. So they, right, like, 
they are tracking and like these small tweaks, I can give them feedback on this. Like I was joking. I had to check in with a client yesterday and I was like, yeah, so next time are we going to pick granola or oatmeal? Or are we going to do both again? And he was like, yeah, you know, I didn't really think about that until I entered it. And then you put that comment on it. <laughs> so just, you know, like little tweaks that mm-hmm. add up over mm-hmm. a long time and help you develop really good habits, yeah. right? Like that's the goal with all my stuff. Yes. A lot of people come to me for weight loss and depending on how long we're together, like in that initial three months, it's a lot of mindset. Oh yeah. So they might, might not see that initial weight loss per se, but they are losing. They're pretty much getting every other measure of progress, Mm -hmm. honestly, Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool to see. And then the weight loss like starts to trickle in next, but like, that's the biggest thing I focus on is mindset and how can we balance your plate to support your goals? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's all we have for today. We're going to kind of limit questions to like five or six in these Q&As yeah, just for like time sake. <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. It is a pleasure having you. Please leave us a review where you listen to our podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss out on our weekly episodes. We'll see you later. But for now, you've, you've got, got this. this.